0: When's the last time you invited friends over to watch a movie at your house? You probably do it all the time. And if it were a faith-based film, no one would think anything about it. But that's not what it's like in India. Tessie DeVore tells us what happened when one couple decided to show a movie in their home.
1: They were not Christians. People have been praying for them. And so someone went to the village and said, hey, I have this film. Can we show it at your house? It was an effort to evangelize them. And so they said, great, it's a film, let's do it. So they invited neighbors and people to start watching the film. Well, other neighbors got extremely upset. They barged into the house. They started beating them up. While they were beating them up, they called the authorities.
0: But when the authorities arrived, there was yet another plot twist on this dramatic movie night. Jesus never promised his
1: followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.
0: Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we are in the studio today with Tessie DeVore. Tessie is the head of something called the LUMO Project, and we're going to help you understand what the LUMO Project is. Tessie, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you. The motto that I saw on, on the line for the LUMO Project is, The Gospels for a Visual Age. What does that mean? <laughs> what is the Lumo Project?
1: Well, um, the Lumo Project is a uh, an amazing collection of four films. It's the four Gospels. So you're looking at Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, and it is the first time that the Gospels have been put on film, word for word, what the Scripture says. It is not an adaptation. It is not a script. The script is actually the Bible text. So as you can imagine, it was a pretty courageous project to, (laughs) you know, undertake just because. It's not
0: a small thing. Exactly. It's not like we're going to go out for a weekend and do this.
1: Exactly. And, And also the fact that the one thing that could not change was the text. So everything else in the production had to actually adapt to the Bible text. And, and so that's it. You basically have the four Gospels for the first time on film, on edited in any
0: way. And this is maybe different from what people are picturing, because I watched part of the Gospel of John last mm-hmm. night uh, in, in preparation for this. And the text is the Bible. Correct. But it is a narrator reading the Bible Correct. while you're seeing on screen what's going on. So, Correct. you know, when Jesus says it's not an actor portraying Jesus who says the words. hmm it's you see Jesus, you see his lips moving, but the narration is from a different voice. Correct. So it's different from like the Jesus film.
1: Yes, so it's different from anything that has been done because of that. It was, I guess the best way to describe it is that films were done in a documentary style with a narrator, you know, like you just described, basically narrating the text. The main reason to do that was because one of the, major goals we have is to get this films done in as many languages as possible. Well by doing that all you have to really go is go in and replace that narrator over and over and over again. And so that's exciting. That's the exciting part.
0: We're talking about a visual medium in an audio medium, <laughs> but you know, for our our listeners, when you translate a film, just think about matching up the lips and and the mouth movements of you know, even from English to Spanish, oh, yeah. or, and then think about Arabic, and then think about Chinese. So when you talk about the audio being a narrator reading word for word the scripture, which has already been translated into thousands of languages, the you think about the ability to produce translations, the time frame goes from years almost weeks. Absolutely.
1: There's parts of the production that are a lot more challenging than people realize, because even with the narration, you're still wanting to make sure that it's lining up with what the person is seeing. Mm -hmm. You don't want the narration to be a few verses behind or a few verses forward. And depending on the language, then that can be quite an undertaking. I mean, every language is different in their length. We are working with some minor languages around the world that, let's just give you an example. So let's say that in English, to read this particular part, it will be two hours. And we have languages where that's actually almost double, four hours. And then you sit there and you go, how are we going to accomplish this? (laughs) So anyway, that's just to give you an idea.
0: What's the use case for this? Do, Do people generally sit down uh, I mean, like I say, I watched part of the Gospel of John. The whole thing for English was two hours and 40 minutes. Do you see people just sit down and watch it like a movie, two hours and 40 minutes? Or do they say, hey, you know, we're going to have our daily devotions. We're going to watch chapter one, chapter two. You know,
1: I would be lying if I told you that I sat myself and watched them <laughs> like a movie. <laughs> There's just no way. It's too, too meaty. It's It's heavy. It's intense. I mean, you are dealing with the gospel. So I always tell people, actually say, look, if you're going to think you're going to sit down and watch it like you watch a regular movie, no. You're going to be able to digest it in, you know, 15, 20 minutes at the most. Then you're going to want to pause. You want to look at it while you have your Bible open. You know, you want to just sit there and discuss it. So we actually have a lot of people that, are doing that individually, people that are doing it in home groups, fellowship groups like that. We actually have a YouTube channel now where you can find in English the movies divided in five-minute clips just Mm, so that people can do it that way. And
0: and we'll give you a link to that YouTube page on our website, vomradio.net. Talk about the difference, the fact that this was filmed in the Middle East— Jesus doesn't have blonde hair and blue Correct. eyes like some films. Correct. Uh, talk a little bit about why that was so significant and, and why that's the route that was chosen.
1: I will. Um, you know the the idea for Lumo was birthed by a lady in the UK in England. Her name's Hannah Leader. She's been a producer with the BBC. She has her own production company, and she doesn't always uh, communicate this in detail. But I think that for the audience of this show, it will be critical to know she was working with children in the church in England where she was helping kids that were really refugees because of the nature of the work. You know, she usually will say kids from the Middle East, different places, but she doesn't necessarily go into detail as to what was really going on and the persecution these kid's. Had suffered. Now, a lot of them, ironically, were not Christians. They were just being persecuted for other reasons. Mm -hmm. So, what she was trying to do was actually witness to them and show them who Jesus was. And a lot of the children would start laughing at her. They would be like, Well, that's not what a man in Israel will look like. You know, that's not (laughs) what anybody in the Middle East, you know, that kind of (laughs) situation. So, it was kind of funny, but not funny if you get the drift. So, And that is in no way, shape, or form to criticize the other work that has been done because it's been amazing. I mean, so many lives have been reached that way. But for Hannah in particular, because her burden was to reach these children, she said, we need to do something where Jesus looks like he truly may have looked like, you Mm -hmm. know, not blonde and blue eyed. And so that's really where that started. That was her passion. Let's just do something. And and it's interesting that it started with kids and with youth. That's what she wanted to reach.
0: And I think often that film is the language of the next generation. That's right. The young generation. That's right. So here is Jesus on film uh, who looks like Jesus probably looked, mm-hmm. like a person from the Middle East. All right. Right. And I you know it's interesting because like we talked about, you're not this is not an actor talking as Jesus. This is the narration. It's right from the Bible, but you're seeing what's going on. Uh, and I found it impactful. Just part of what we watched last night I watched with my wife was the Jesus baptism and John the Baptist. and, and seeing it visually, what was going on, it just brought a different a different angle. It's true. To the it's, whole story.
1: For me, myself, when I've I've now watched them all, of course, not all at once, like <laughs> we <actually> said. <laughs> and I was surprised at how much it challenged me mm-hmm. in how I had approached the gospels with my own cultural bias and my own mindset. And all of a sudden, because that's one thing they had to look at, they were they're truly presenting it visually. So what was really going on? Uh, how were people standing or looking, you know, or things like that? And, yeah, that was, that was really interesting. I would say, I mean, I'll be honest. One of the first things that surprised me was that Jesus was just not standing there looking stoic. And, you know, I'm just God. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're used to. Right. And I had to literally sit there and say, okay, Lord, what am I missing here? And um, I'm Hispanic. I'm Cuban, Puerto Rican. And this is interesting. This is what the Lord kind of showed me. He said, well, Tessie, think about it this way. What if I had decided that my son would have been born in Latin America? I mean, this is I'm in no way I'm trying to be
0: right. no, blaspheming. I I'm just right. giving you
1: an example of how the Lord was processing this for me. And I thought, okay. I said, I, I, I can deal with this. I said, well, wh- how would you have felt if... He indeed would have been in your culture, but yet, he didn't really
0: relate. He didn't act like anybody in the culture. He didn't act like
1: it, and so it hit me that no, that you're so true. I mean, the Bible itself says he came to be one of us, lived among us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He was one of his people. Well, where were his people? It was the Middle East. It was Israel at the Mm -hmm. time. You see what I'm saying? So of course he was going. His mannerisms, the way he carried himself, the way. He would engage with them, you know, and hug and kiss, just all of that. It that's what he would have done. He would have not just been standoffish while everybody else Right. You see what I mean? That was very eye-opening for me.
0: Well, and you you see that sort of between the lines in the Uh text. I think of when he called the disciples. And he would just walk by and say, Hey, follow me. Exactly. You know, I I just cannot picture myself at my Desk and somebody walks by and says, "Follow me," and I go, "Okay, I'm just yeah. going to quit my job and I'll."
1: That's so right. So Jesus
0: had there was something about him exactly. that drew them exactly. And like you say, seeing that visually kind of brings it into focus in yep. a different way. That's right. That's right. This is not just for American Christians like us. Mm-hmm. This there there's a very much a ministry aspect to the lumo project
1: absolutely talk
0: a little bit about that
1: that's really our my our main goal right now um what i like we like to say is that lumo is by the kingdom for the kingdom and that as these as the movies are getting done in different languages we're just trying to get them out our main goal at lumo is to have as many partners join us so that then those partners can in turn reach the people Mm -hmm. and so that's really where we're at that's our mindset that's what we're committed to getting the films done in as many languages as possible and just getting them out
0: there it's for sale i I, you can buy this on amazon yes when i buy a copy does it help with the ministry part of it are the profits kind of helping get it out to other countries and other languages
1: some yes absolutely We have an agreement with Lionsgate Mm -hmm. out of Hollywood. And so they are the ones that take care of US and Canada. Okay. Outside of US and Canada, then
0: it's available. It's available. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, as I understand it, you're telling organizations like Voice of the Martyrs, missionaries, other groups if you want to distribute this in Nigeria, go for it. Exactly,
1: exactly. By the kingdom, for the kingdom. We have no expectation. All we want to know is we want you guys, all the partners, to let us know, hey, we reached this many people or we did this with it. That's what makes us happy. But we're in no way, shape, or form in this to make money at all. It is truly just a (laughs)
0: not-for-profit. Exactly. It's a not-for-profit.
1: And not only that, but I would like to think that this is really going to help all these ministries reach those that next generation the visual age you know and and have that encounter with the lord that we so much pray for them to have
0: we're talking today on voice of the martyrs radio with Tessie Devore she leads the Lumo project which is a the gospel for the visual age tessie we talked about the fact that all four gospels are done mm-hmm. available now what languages or how many languages where are you at in the, in the course of translating it and getting it ready for the rest of the world
1: Right now we have 40 major languages done and another 15 will be done next year and we are getting close to 150 minor languages Wow So we've we've we're past the 200 languages already
0: And what kind of a process is that Uh, I mean talk about the steps that it takes or when a partner comes to you and says hey we want to do it in Swahili what what has to happen
1: so with the major languages um, the Lumo area the Lumo ministry handles those Mm -hmm. and that is a little bit more time consuming we like to work with talent in country so if we are Doing Mandarin, you know, going to do that there. If we're going to do Greek, do it in Greece. You know, you get the idea. We go through the process of securing the right voice for it. Then the recording takes place, and the recording comes back to our studio, and in our studio we marry it to the film. You get the idea. Mm -hmm. With the minor languages, we have been really blessed to work with a ministry called Faith Comes by Hearing. And so they have over 1000 recordings already of scripture. I mean, Uh they have that many. And so what was amazing was to realize, okay, they have this recordings already. So why would we even think of redoing that? I mean, I come from a business background. And so for me, that just seemed like such a waste of resources, you know, so if somebody's done it, Come on now. And why not even more important? We're talking about God's resources. We're talking about the kingdom. So if they have them, why don't we put them together? Well, they caught the vision and that's what they're doing. And they're doing an amazing job. They're going to task on it and they're applying their audio to the films. And so it's become a team effort. And there's other ministries like SIL and a few other ones out there that have also become critical in that with us and partnering in dubbing. But as far as ministries, we're quickly approaching over a 100 that are starting to use LUMO and really engage with it around the world.
0: And what's been the feedback? What's been the results in Missions Frontiers when this tool is, is available?
1: It's been amazing. It really has. I actually... I can share a quick story of something that happened recently. I heard about it just this past week, and it was in Calcutta. And it was a couple. They were not Christians. People have been praying for them. And so someone went to the village and said, hey, I have this film. Can we show it at your house? It was an effort to evangelize. Mm -hmm. And so they said, great, it's a film. Let's do it. So they invited neighbors and people to start watching the film. Well, other neighbors got extremely upset. They barged into the house. They started beating them up. While they were beating them up, they called the authorities. And so they truly thought they were going to be put in jail and all of that. Well, when the cops, the police showed up, it was just a miracle. They literally looked at the neighbors that were complaining and beating them and said, why are you doing this? Let them be free to show whatever they want in their house.
0: Which is a miracle in exactly. India. Exactly. I mean, we have so it's, many stories yeah. where that's not how it goes exactly. when
1: the It's just completely, and It's just completely, it does show you it's a miracle. And not only that, the, the police turned around and looked at the ones that were complaining and said, if you do it again, we'll arrest you for wow. barging in and beating them up. <laughs> well, so the amazing thing is that this couple realizing what a miracle that is they looked at each other and they said the god of this movies is the one that changed the hearts of the police so they gave their life to the lord right then and there and this was all a few months ago and since then, now they have started a group at their house where they have close to 20 people coming in every week to watch the films wow. and talk about the gospel. <laughs> so that's kind of the feedback we're getting. <laughs> it's exciting.
0: It is. It is exciting. And one of the other things, and we know this from our work around the world, is a film like this can go on a little digital medium. doesn't have to be a DVD. It can be a little memory card. You can slide it into a phone. You can carry it down the street in a country where you certainly wouldn't want to carry a Bible down the street with you. So it is a great tool to go sort of under the radar into some of these countries because they watch TV. They watch films. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Why not watch this film? Why not be inspired by this particular film?
1: Absolutely.
0: We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Tessie DeVore. She is the head of the Lumo Project. Tessie, I, I want to ask you personally, Mm -hmm. how have you been impacted uh, as you, like you say, you've watched all of this over time. Which part or which story sort of grabbed a hold of you in a new way as you were working through it?
1: I would say for sure, just Jesus himself. For sure, the baptism scenes with John the Baptist Mm -hmm. are amazing. Another one that is my favorite is when the storm comes, and Jesus calms the storm. That just gives me chills every time I think about it. But really, I will be hard-pressed. It's really Jesus. It's just seeing Jesus in a complete different light, understanding that he truly became one of us, and he sacrificed himself for us. But seeing him in that light, that he just wasn't some someone a little bit, aloof to the side, but someone that would have been my best friend. Yeah. I would have sat down and had coffee with them. <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> that was just what a novel thought. And if you had asked me that a few years ago, I would have said, Well of course I see Jesus that way. I know that he's personable. I would have said that. But I think the films really drilled that home Bring for me it to life. yeah Absolutely. In a new way. Absolutely.
0: Tessie, one of the things that we like to do at Voice of the Martyrs Radio is equip people to pray. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How can we pray for your team and for the LUMO Project? What are the challenges you're looking at right now?
1: I would say, first and foremost, help us pray that we can continue to dub the film into as many languages as possible. Our goal is to have over a thousand in less than five years. So we definitely wow. we, yeah we definitely need yeah we need the resources and um everything just the people everybody to help us with that and then other than that, I would say pray for our partners who are the ones that are out on the field doing the work we're here to support the partners and then the partners are in turn doing the hard work at the field, and a lot of them are going into places that it's not a good thing, so just just pray for them and then I would say ultimately to pray for those that get the opportunity to see the films that it would truly like I was saying earlier with that family in Calcutta that that it would be just the right seed to open their hearts for the Lord
0: and we do pray for that, for, for <laughs> hearts to be won over. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, from our perspective, I think about the Middle East. I think about the Muslim world right. uh, seeing Jesus that looks like me, mm-hmm. if I'm in Syria or Iraq. Yeah. And thinking, oh, yeah, Jesus looked like me. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's exactly. Kind of, what an what an amazing sort of way to grab somebody's heart and, and present this in a new way. Amen. Tessie DeVore is the head of the LUMO Project. If you want to learn more, we mentioned their YouTube channel. We will link you at vomradio.net. Tessie, thank you for being our guest. Thank you. Thank you for this amazing work and tool. And uh, boy, we want you to come back in a few years and we'll talk about the next thousand languages Amen. and the next hundred <laughs> countries where it's being distributed Amen. Uh, because God's word does not return void. Amen. Uh, And this is God's word put on video. So thank you for your work and thanks for being with us. No,
1: thank you. God bless.
0: You've been listening to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. As always, you can hear this conversation again by visiting us online at vomradio.net. That's where you'll find the archives and hear every episode of Voice of the Martyrs Radio, more stories about how God is at work in his people even in some of the most dangerous places on earth. Again, that website is vomradio.net. Last year, tens of thousands of American Christians went to movie theaters to watch Tortured for Christ, the story of VOM's founder, Pastor Richard Wormbrand. That movie is now available on DVD, and there's a way that you can receive a complimentary copy. Be back next week to hear more about the making of this amazing film and learn how you can receive a free DVD. You'll find that out next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.